Welcome to Story Chats. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Today, we are talking to Valerie Comer about her um, recent release, Choose Me for Always Cowboy. And I had to double check. I'm like, wait, which one is it? But that's the one. Choose yeah. Me for Always Cowboy. Um, and so Valerie does not know what we're going to be asking her, but hopefully... She knows enough from having participated in these that we start off by saying, Valerie, tell us about your book. I did suspect that might be happening. Judy <laughs> is like, I think I'm going to bail now. And because I'm on the hot seat, I'm going to let her, well, it can be a controlled exit. There you go. Because <laughs> her, her claws are starting to just like, I think I'm done. If you're going to talk mm. this much. Uh, so Choose Me for Always Cowboy is the fifth book in the Cavanaugh Cowboys romance series. And uh, Noah has been in all of them. And he was actually in a couple of the previous uh, cowboy series as well. He is an itinerant farrier, which means he's a blacksmith that goes from ranch to ranch, shoeing horses, taking care of hooves. So he's got a circuit around Western Montana. And he's what his brothers call a rescuer. He just, he just can't stand if there's any animal or any person in distress, he has to do what he can uh, to, to make things better for them. So when he comes across a car stuck in a snowbank in a freak um, spring snowstorm, he of course has to stop and help. But we all would, wouldn't we? I mean, I'd like to think we would. Um, but what he's not prepared for is to meet a young lady who has a wedding dress in the back seat because she just drove right past the wedding venue and ran away. So uh, now they're stuck in a blizzard in western Montana together for the first uh, quarter, third of the book. And uh, that makes life <clears throat> very interesting for, uh, for both of them and for all of us. So the, the idea here is that she has found out things uh, about her fiance and about her dad. And she's just really looking for somebody who is gonna choose her for always, not just for when it's convenient or um, for a short period of time for their own good, but somebody who loves her. So. Very good. Maybe a few little spoilers in there, but that's okay. <laughs> We often, we often have episode. spoilers in these episodes. <laughs> That's right. Um, if you want spoilers, yeah. read the book, come back, <laughs> listen later. <laughs> Narelle, do you want to jump in with your first question? I will. So um, I'm going to have to read because I've forgotten what my question is. I'm having a good <laughs> morning today. Um, so I really love runaway bride stories and especially when they're done well, like Valerie's one is. So I really enjoyed this story. So Taryn, who is the runaway bride, has genuine and heartfelt reasons for running. And I really liked how... Um, her toxic relationships, and I'm going to use the word toxic because they really are toxic relationships with yeah. her father and ex-fiance are unpacked in the story. So my question for Valerie is what inspired you to write a runaway bride story with these particular characters? Well, Noah was a given because I knew book five was going to be his. And when I looked at him and thought, what can I do to poor Noah? I thought, oh, with his personality, um, 
he needs someone like a runaway bride and also I hadn't done a runaway bride story before so it just seemed like it would be a lot of fun uh, to work together with that one so yeah then Taryn just kind of grew as I poked at her and began writing I went oh that's what's making you tick oh that's why you <laughs> ran away because I don't actually plot stories in advance if that's a spoiler you haven't been listening to all the other episodes <laughs> it's true <laughs> so uh so yeah then I was just yeah trying to figure out what what made her tick and and like you I don't really want to read a story about a runaway bride who just all of a sudden just like whatever um she needs real reasons because yeah. otherwise she should have ran away a few weeks ago not the day of yeah and I think that's what makes a difference. So when I, I mean, I, as I said, I did love Runaway Bride stories. I was the one who'd watched the Julia Roberts Runaway Bride movie over and over because I just <laughs> thought it was so fun. But if, if when, I mean, when you look at a movie, you don't need to have that depth of characterization. But in a book, I am a lot fussier and I'm looking at the characters thinking, well, is it plausible that she could have cancelled this wedding earlier? Why, does she, why is she feeling trapped or, or what's really going on? with it and sometimes the stories leave me lacking I'm like oh you know I'm not really sure about that one but yours you had me there from the beginning and it had stranded together in it so the stranded trope is one of my favorites too so stranded, is so stranded. <laughs> yes so that was all good for me excellent all right so I I do you well we did a whole episode on runaway brides and so everybody knows that I don't love them um <laughs> And I, I believe that at that time I said, ooh, I'm going to be writing one next. <laughs> oh, here we go. This yep. is next. <laughs> um, I prefer a jilted bride. So I guess I like runaway grooms who <laughs> you just vilify and push off the page. Um, you don't have to try and like them. Um, so, but yeah, it, it was, um, you, you gave her reasons. So you did do that. Um, I struggled some with Noah because he is a rescuer, which is amazing. And I love the rescuer personality, but you also gave him commitment issues. And to me, like, that's such a strange juxtaposition of this commitment phobic rescuer. Um, where, where did that come from? <laughs> probably came from me not plotting. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think, I think it's one thing to, um, to try and set things right and then a little pat on the back as they walk away and you can go oh there we solved that one yay now what will I do with the rest of my afternoon um, but to get to get in deep um, and to, to stick with the rescue poor Taryn does she want to consider herself a rescue uh, <laughs> but then it's um, it's almost a separate thing because rescue can be so easy you know you pull somebody I don't know out of a burning building out of drowning in the pond out of a snowbank and mm -hmm. um, but you don't necessarily have to do anything further with that person or animal or whatever so I, th I thought it it worked that it, it was worked yeah it did it just was it was interesting because I thought it was really a unique idea to combine the two so um yeah that I'm was gonna say thank you and that is the appropriate um, response. It is meant <laughs> completely on purpose. <laughs> it's 
it's interesting because that didn't cross my mind at all. Okay. And maybe because I, I mean, because Noah had been in the, like his set, the setup of his character had also been in previous books in the series as well. So I knew that he was a rescuer, but often I think, yeah, often people who rescue aren't necessarily commitment. Um, I don't know. To me that, yeah, to me, I could, I could deal with that. It didn't phase me. But also he was one of those people that he had reasons for having commitment issues that were very much in his face with family members and stuff as well. So I think that also, if that hadn't have been in the story, what was going on with extended family, then I probably would have been where Beth's question is, if that makes sense yeah. as well. But the, character, no, the depth of characterization was there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because uh, if you haven't been paying attention to uh, to the, sorry, Dobby is leaving the building. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he was over there nosing at the door. And I'm like, I texted my husband. I'm like, Dobby would like to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're not caught up with the Kavanaugh clan, um, that the situation there uh, definitely does, does impact the commitment potential commitment issues for sure um and I guess you could sort of see it because he is an itinerant farrier right I mean that's sort of the perfect no commitment job because you just travel around um and sure you go to the same places but you're never just stuck in a place doing the same thing you don't have to commit you're always moving so I can see that very touch and go touch and go touch and go yeah 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 very good. Um, do you have a second question, Narelle? Because we talked really fast. Did we? We always do this with these ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just, now you, you do realize it's just after seven in the morning. That's right. <laughs> Wake up and come up yes. with a new question. Well, I think maybe probably my question would be um, let's, let's go to the, let's go to the extended family because book six is not far away from coming out. So we're nearly, is book six the last one in the series, Valerie? It will be, yes. Yeah. Okay. And so we're really not. Expected yeah. out in November, I hope. That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. So we're really not going to spoilers if we go into that family situation. So um, I'll, because I'll, I'll go there with this one. So with <laughs> the um, parents and the situation with their separation and with the, um, because it, it, if you've never read the series, it's a bit confusing because you've got sort of two blended <laughs> families together. So I'll throw it to Valerie to give us a bit of background as to why Noah would really struggle with commitment issues purely based on what's actually going on with Declan and the family situation. Okay, don't want to go too far back and, and spoil his reasoning completely. Um, but yes, we have a, a his and hers and theirs kind of family. So Noah and his twin brother, Nathaniel, who's book three, I believe, um, were um, about 10 when their dad passed away. And, and about a year later, their mom married Declan. Now, they've, and they've also got another brother, Adam. So there's three boys. Because boys, I don't know. Um, so Declan's wife had had walked out and left him with three boys. So um, in a scenario that is still not completely clear to the reader, but hopefully starting to be clear in my mind, 
lack of plotting, remember? Um, the, uh, why Catherine, why his mom married Declan? And, th and this is going back like 15, 16 years now. But their marriage, uh, they had twin girls who are now like 15, 16 years old. And, um, and they, their marriage has never been good. And Catherine kept to herself in, in the house for a long time, uh, didn't, didn't interact much with the family. She was in a state of depression. And then in the previous book, uh, some things kind of blew up and she left him and moved into town with the, with the twin girls. So there's um, a lot going on there and that will be wrapped up in book six as well. But um, he, he remembers an idyllic childhood from before his dad passed away. Mm -hmm. His dad knew how to love his wife and love his kids, but Declan, not so much. And he has anger issues and the commitment issues is really kind of like, it doesn't even matter. He's got so many issues that are bigger that he, he needs to work on before he can get to commitment. So there's just been a lot of stuff. And then Noah watching his brothers as well and some of the issues with them. And he's just like, mm. and he, he kind of holds back. And, and then, yeah, sometimes the, the girl he might be eyeing is like, oh, wait, she's not, she, now she's taken because I, because I sat back too long or maybe it wasn't meant to be anyway. And how do I know? So he's an interesting personality. I really enjoyed him a lot. Declan mm. and Catherine are sort of an example of a marriage of convenience gone more realistically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It is a marriage of convenience um, way, way back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at, haven't uh, started writing it yet, but I'm looking at doing um, a little kind of a short story wrapping up them. They will be wrapped up in book six, but a more firm wrap up. Yeah, and, bonus, mm, bonus epilogue kind of thing. Something like that. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Very good. That's good because they've been a fun thread. Oh, I say fun. I don't delight in a separated married couple. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, they've been a good thread uh, throughout the whole series. Um, honestly, sometimes I want the next book more to find out what's going on there than, than anything else. Certainly at the beginning, it's like, let's see what Declan's screwing up now. Um. I think that there, there are other readers who may feel the same way that gets mentioned in yeah. reviews. Um, That's good. Can't though, wait for it, the it next book because yeah. yeah, that was kind of the purpose of doing that. It was an experiment. And I, and I like the, I like the results of it. Like yeah. you say, I don't love <laughs> I'm putting them through yeah. <laughs> but um cool then it's good. it's helped to keep readers engaged for sure yep. now but the cabinet could be read but, um do you think it could be read like as a standalone though see I'm so deep into it that I don't even know anymore you probably yeah. could because Noah and Taryn's story stands fine on its own but it's one of those standalones that I think will leave you irritated slash intrigued enough that you're going to want to go read the rest of them um, from the beginning in order like normal people do, not piecemeal 
in strange order. Like people like Narelle do. Well, I will will jump in here. Um, I I absolutely agree with you. And it's not just the Kavanaugh series. There is a wedding in this book and Mm -hmm. it's as opposed to The Runaway Bride. I'm not going to go into whose wedding or how, but this is multiple series characters that are actually in this book as well who I remember that person. Oh, yeah, that's from such and such a book. So I would probably recommend reading Valerie's books in chronological release date order purely for this book because you will look at this book and go, that's right, I remember that person from Urban Farm Fresh, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera as well. So I do have another question. Are the twin girls going to end up in a story at some stage down the track? The potential is definitely there. Um, Mm -hmm. I I am kind of noodling on a a series for them and their half-sister down the road, but that'll be a couple of years probably. They got to grow up. Yeah. They got to, they do definitely (laughs) need to grow up. My goodness. (laughs) Right now they're still just in there pushing everybody's buttons as best they can. And so they've been, they've been fun comic relief to write as well because they just, I don't know. They have no filter. They have and zero. All the boys have some respect for their father, for Declan, and the girls are just like, mm, yeah. No. You're messing up my They're life. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> so so um Narelle touched on it, but the Saddle Springs, the Kavanaugh, and then the um Jewel, what is your geocaching series name? Pot of gold. Pot of gold. Thank you. I'm like coming up with all different words and none of them were were that one. I'm like, no, it's not that. Um, Those three series are all basically in the same little town area of Montana, Wyoming, Montana. 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 Not completely. Saddle Springs is a few hours away. So we meet uh, Noah there because of his itinerant farrier job. And we meet Adam there, uh, Noah's brother because he's on the rodeo circuit with Sawyer Delgado who's the last of the guys in the Saddle Springs series so Noah and Adam are both in those last couple of books and the last Saddle Springs book which is uh, the Cowboy's Reluctant Bride and the first in the Kavanaugh series Marry Me for Real Cowboy they they overlap in timeline and the guys are back and forth in each other's stories so but that's not in jewel lake the pot of gold is in jewel lake where the kavanaugh people live and you see um the electronic store in this one as well yes which is part of a big part of pot of gold yeah Um, communication location is the setting for the first couple of books in the pot of gold and one of the girls in Saddle Springs babysits the twins briefly. Yes. Is that yeah. in the last book? That's in book five. That's okay. Tori Carmichael and that's uh, the Cowboys um, 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 something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've written too many books when. <laughs> Which uh, one is it? Belated Discovery. Belated Discovery. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the twins are in that one too. Yeah, I will say if you read that one and are so completely turned off by the twins, they they are better than they were in that one because they're they're a little older. Um, and they're about three years older by now, so they're they're getting there. They were they were terrible in that one. I was like, I remember reading that, and Valerie's like, I want to introduce the next ranch, and I'm like, 
not with those two in it. Please don't, please, please don't do that. <laughs> it just was reminiscent to me of Parent Trap. Yes. If you ever watched that movie as a kid, yeah, so yeah. you got these twins no, and Alexia and Emma are raised in the same household. It's not like they discover their twinship the way the parent trap kids did, but, um, but some of the pranks and stuff. I'm just like, mm, yes. Yeah, they, they'd have been friends and boys. So help the whole world around them if they had been. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Cool. Um, so yeah, I would encourage you to read like the whole, get the whole picture of the town. It's fun. I like having read them all because I know, like I can picture it in my brain where they are from other things too. Um, I like having that well-rounded picture. Um, that it was comes. fun setting them in the same town. And so you've got the pot of golds, which are distinctly not cowboy stories at all. Yes. Um, there's an occasional cowboy wanders through. <laughs> but it's that's not there. I mean, there's cowboys around there, right? But it's not uh, it's not that type no. of story at all. And yet, yeah, having some link back and forth was was fun to do. Keeping the timeline straight was entertaining because the pot of golds are there's four books and they're um, one each summer. So keeping track of where we are <laughs> in Kavanaugh cowboy time versus pot of gold time. Yeah, you don't even want to see my spreadsheets. They're bad. <laughs> But you have spreadsheets, which is good. I have spreadsheets. That's good. So we read Jewel Lake, we'd read the the geocaching books, Pot of Gold books first, wouldn't we, before the Cowboys? Um, Or is it simultaneously with the Kavanaugh's? I always get mixed up. They're kind of simultaneous (laughs) Yeah, because some of them are are friends at different stages in their relationships and and stuff. Okay. I, I Yeah. Somewhere I've got it written, I think maybe on my website, I've got the chronological order of yeah. those. Because they uh, really do, they weave in, um, but yeah. you can. But you they're can separate just, too. Yeah, you can just read the Pot of Gold books and then keep on with the Kavanaugh books and not be lost. I, I believe that you absolutely yeah. could do that. Yeah, because while there's an occasional mention, it's they really aren't like, twined in no no they're they're related to the same church same world yeah yeah some of the characters they go to the same stores and they hang out at some of the same places but um but they're also fairly separate yeah i would agree yeah and they're all in kindle unlimited so you can just have this lovely long is it 16 it'll be 16 books how many how many pot of gold are there is it there's four pot there's four pot of gold yeah so you can so, have 16 books and just have a lovely binge and follow Valerie's um, post on her site, website to know which way to read them chronologically, well, well, if that's that. important to you. But, but they're also mixed in with my other series too because uh, Daphne Santoro's in there yes. bringing in the Urban yeah. Farm Fresh. So, yeah. yeah. So it's it's just like once you get sucked into my worlds, I hope you want to just stay <laughs> because I did. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard yeah. to say goodbye. So I'm like, oh, you can come over here. Let's hang out a little longer. Yeah. And which book is Daphne in again in Urban Farm Fresh? Because I'm I'm the reader who's perpetually confused unless I have it all written down because the, I get amnesia or things blur. And if I haven't read it recently, I'm like, oh, I know her. So what number uh, book was she in? All of them. Yeah. She was- um, Daphne um, started out in, 
started out in my Miss Snowflake pageant books. Mm -hmm. She okay. is in um, Other Than a Halo. She, uh, she runs away from home. She's 16, pregnant, not wanting to have the abortion that her boyfriend wants her to have. Um, runs away, winds up on her cousin's doorstep and her cousin is the hero of Other Than Halo. So we get introduced to her there and then she starts coming in about book four in the urbans and and um, okay. and so she's she's not in all of them, but she's one of the cousins and she's kind of around town and then book 11 is her sister's story so she's in that one a yes. little bit more again and that story yeah. is a juniper. Yep. So yeah so she's she's bopped in and out because. Yep seeing her little boy grow up and well grow up to a six-year-old yep. over, over the and then books. she was sort of important in how um is it Brittany who's in a wide and pleasant place what's Brittany yes. that's sort of in sort of spinning Brittany off into a wide and pleasant place so which I'm is sorry, another non-cowboy don't be sorry I think it's fantastic <laughs> Um, it's a non-cowboy series, which I am really enjoying. It's um, back in, if you read the original Farm Fresh series, back in Galena Landing, um, which is cool because then you get to see all of your Green Acres friends um, yes. back again. So I which, think I sometimes feel like I'm kind of in a tornado. It just kind of screws things up as it keeps sucking all the people down into, into current no, world. Yeah. It's good, but that's, so, yeah. Yeah, to, you know, read them and then get attached to all the characters and go find their books and all the other various series. <laughs> yes. <Me too. laughs> so can we expect any more cowboy books or are you focusing more on going back there, to more? There will be another cowboy series after this one and then mm -hmm. potentially the uh, the three girls cool. down the road. So, so yeah, there's new cowboys. In the same Jewel Lake area? In the Jewel Lake area, yeah. We've talked a couple of times here and there about Sweet River Ranch. Okay. And that's oh, yeah. gonna come more into play in book six. And um cool. And Stephanie Simpson, who was a poor character who part of a love triangle in the pot of golds, will get her happily ever after Yay. in the Sweet Rivers. So yeah. I when I try when I sit here and just like talk to you guys and it's I'm like it really is convoluted I'm sorry no it's but I just keep reusing the characters that I hated to get rid of and but that's in their own stories later yeah. I really like reuniting with characters even characters I didn't like I still like seeing them as well it's just nice to sort of um, have that connection with previous and remembering why you like the previous stories as well oh that's right I remember this happened and that happened and so as a reader <laughs> yeah. I find that really fun so I really love those connections Stephanie was such a nice person like yes. she was just so sweet that I hated what I was doing to her but yeah, she wasn't the right person for the story no. but no. I, it's easier to um, get rid of a character if they're being obnoxious and you're just like well nobody loves that person anyways but when she's just like continuously nice you're like ooh, ooh, i'm sorry yep so, yeah i promise i promised her she'd have her own happily ever after and that will be coming up sometime in 2023 i cool haven't really sat down with my spreadsheet <laughs> on, my, on my writing schedule lately but um i think probably summer if I remember right. Cool. 
Excellent. All right. Remind everyone where your website is, where they find you in your books. You can find me at ValerieComer.com and um, everything's there. There's a books page that has the series laid out in order. There's um, newsletter sign up and links to all the other things as well. And I have Do a great you, group on Facebook. Do you think that your bonus epilogue story of Declan and Catherine will be a newsletter bonus? I gonna... absolutely plan for it to be, yes. So, so sign up sign up while you're there so you don't miss it. Because I know you did that for Saddle Springs. You did a really fun yeah. epilogue for that. Yep. So yeah, that's kind of what we're doing for this, uh, for the cowboy books is just we'll do a, a bonus epilogue and um, yeah. Excellent. Should be fun. Excellent. All right. Well, if you have a question for Valerie, please leave it as a comment. You can do that on our YouTube channel. We got Wendy. <laughs> you can leave it as a comment under the video, or you can do it on our Facebook page, whatever makes you happy. Um, thank you for joining us at Story Chats. We look forward to seeing you again next week. If you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And in the meantime, we'll, uh, We'll see you next week, which I just said. Don't forget to follow, follow up with a good book. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.